Have you been outside today? If not, I do not blame you. An excessive heat warning is in place across the region today and tomorrow. Temperatures will approach the 100-degree mark, and it will feel much hotter, as hot as 115 at times. Overnight, it's expected to still feel like 90 or above. Here to discuss this heat wave is Illinois State Climatologist Trent Ford. Welcome back, Trent. Hey, Sasha. So we talked earlier this summer, and I, I would have said then that the temperatures seemed pretty mild. That's not so much the case this week. So tell us what's causing this excessive heat. Yeah, well, first, you're right. This summer has actually been on the mild side uh, with interspersed with these uh, you know, really acute but intense bouts of heat. And, and this one here is caused by what typically brings us heat waves in Chicago, and that's a big upper-level high-pressure system. So it's kind of a ridge where the jet stream bulges northward, and it brings up a lot of very hot and, in many cases, like today, humid air from the south. It sets this high-pressure system in place. And the thing about these kind of weather systems is that they can not only get really intense, like what we've seen here over the last couple of days and, and likely we'll see till tomorrow, uh, but will will also can persist for a, a pretty long period of time. So the big question ahead of this weather system was not just how intense it was going to get, but how long it was going to persist. Now, it looks like this isn't going to stick around for more than maybe just another day or two, at least for the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Um, but today's conditions and tomorrow is definitely really intense. So how hot is it going to get, Trent? And, and are there certain parts of the region that'll be bearing the brunt more than others? Yeah, well, certainly when we look at the whole Midwest, uh, it, it is getting up into the mid to upper 90s and in some places into the 100 degree range. Uh, for Chicago, today's highs forecasted at 97 will likely reach that. And in some parts of the city, because of the intensity, the urban heat island and differences in land use and things like that, it's likely going to get to 100 degrees in some parts of the city. It may not necessarily be measured at the airports, but it's likely going to get there. And then tomorrow's forecast is 98 degrees, uh, which means, again, that some parts of the city are going to feel like it's over 100. When you add in the the effect of humidity, which is really what the heat index measures, um, kind of what we feel as, as humans and the kind of accumulated heat stress that we can get from heat and humidity, mm-hmm. we're talking about those feel-like temperatures exceeding 105 to 110 degrees, if not higher. So really, really dangerous heat for today and tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, even though it wasn't that hot yet early this morning, Trent, I mean, I could already feel it coming and I was inside. The, the humidity. I mean, right when you walk outside, or you, when you you come out, and for we we have a, a sliding glass door in our back, and and it was just fogged up, and you could tell. You step outside, wow. and it's already seventy seven, seventy eight degrees. Uh, basically, the, the that that uh, that condensation on the door means that we've reached our dew point, and, and that's another thing here that you know we we see the eye popping numbers of the high temperatures and the heat index values, but tonight's low temperature in Chicago is forecasted at seventy eight, <laughs> which is for me not cool enough to open my window, and so this is another thing it's when we get these hot days that are then spurred by these very very warm nights like what what tonight will feel like in the city uh, that's when we really start to see the impact start to line up for for human health my goodness how does this compare to what we've seen so far this year and what about when we look back historically yeah, so this year, um, this really competes with the uh, the heat wave we had in uh, mid to late July, um, and and in reality, those are really the two events that we've had this summer. I, I should say, hopefully for the whole summer, we should say so far, I suppose. Um, but yeah, this is definitely really really intense as far as this year is concerned. I, I kind of mentioned in the beginning that this year is this summer's actually been pretty mild, but we've had the in in July and then again this week these really really intense heat wave events that kind of break up 
up that milder air. Um, historically, we were not breaking a lot of records with this as far as like overall records. Um, okay. I think at the beginning it was mentioned that the heat index is, you know, reaching levels we haven't seen in 25 years or so. But I mean, we, we focus so much on the numbers and the records. In reality, this heat is extremely dangerous and fairly unusual for this late in August. So it, it definitely is something that folks should take precaution on. Yeah, I've been monitoring my, my kids. I've been texting with them, you know, this morning. I, I got the, the notification, of course, from CPS yesterday just about, you know, making sure the kids were extra hydrated today. And, uh, you know, I, I thought to myself, why is there even school today <laughs> on a day like this? But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, I mean, anytime we get to having this kind of extreme weather, I mean, you, you do get to thinking about safety. Right. And so that's that's I think from a parent perspective, that's where my brain was going first. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have a freshly minted kindergartner. So, um, you know, this is all kind of new for me. But yeah, the Aww. loose fitting clothing, not having re- recess outside, making sure they, they have their water and know where they need to go for their water, that sort of thing. Uh, I know IHSA is, is canceling a lot of practices and, and coaches individually are canceling practices for those fall sports, which is really important for the next couple of days. Um, and uh, and yeah, just, you know, a lot of moving in or, or first uh, here at the University of Illinois, we had our first day on on Monday. So some of these students are having to walk around or bike around in some pretty, it's pretty hot weather. So yeah, yeah. safety is, is the first thing. And, and, you know, when, when, when it gets this absolutely hot and humid outside, anything that can be postponed, uh, any kind of vigorous or outdoor activity that can be postponed really should, because like I've said, this is, this is pretty dangerous stuff we're dealing mm-hmm. with. Well, you know, it's not postponed. It's the, the White Sox game. They're still playing the Mariners this <laughs> afternoon. And, and we've got the first pitch coming up in less than an hour. What do you think about that? You know, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, professional athletes taking precaution, you know, they have some of the best health, uh, um, you know, professionals, uh, both uh, in, in the MLB and other major leagues. So hopefully they're taking precautions. Uh, I, as a Sox fan myself, I'm, uh, you know, a little disappointed by the season, so they could probably just throw this game in. But, but, uh, but you know, as long as they're taking precautions, that I think that's what's most important here. And, and, and again, just making sure that, that we're listening to our bodies uh, and, and, and not overdoing it when we're outside. And if we're in charge of people either playing or, or working outside, making sure that we're giving them ample amounts of breaks for water and, and to get in the shader and cooling, because um, it does not take long in these conditions to really start to see the health impacts. Mm-hmm. Folks will get to thinking, you know, whenever they see extreme weather too, if this one is due to climate change. So what do you say about this particular excessive heat warning? Is yeah, it you know, it's, it's, it's it's a valid question. Um, you know, the thing is, is that when, when it comes to climate change, what we've seen is a trend for increasing intensity and, and increasing frequency of, of heat waves that look a lot like this, where we have the heat, but also the humidity. Um, and when we look forward into the future, this is sort of what we're seeing, an increasing frequency of these types of events. Uh, I mean, the, the attribution of how much this event is due to climate change is sort of a square peg in a, in a round hole mm-hmm. uh, because we have the, the, the kind of the variability of weather on top of this. But I think the main thing thing 
uh, to, to focus on when it comes to climate change, that these types of events are getting more frequent. So when we're looking at the hazard profile and making sure that people are not vulnerable and being exposed to these types of events, that increasing frequency means that the, the, the goalpost, to borrow from sports once again, the goalpost is being moved on this. And so um, uh, th- these kinds of events are becoming more frequent. And so it makes preparation, makes planning to reduce vulnerability across the city this much, that much more important in coming decades. Mm-hmm. Is Illinois still experiencing a drought? That's a good question. Some parts of Illinois still are. Western Illinois has been in a drought for, uh, gosh, for, for over a year now. Um, the Chicagoland area has improved quite a bit. Um, some of that, not, not much, but some of the humidity we're feeling is, is locally sourced from some of the moisture we finally have in the ground. Um, but, uh, but so overall, our prognosis for drought uh, is, is, is looking much better moving into the fall than it was just uh, maybe a month or so ago. However, we, I should say that the soils fill up, the streams fill up, the lakes mm-hmm. fill up. The, the last thing to recover is groundwater. And it, it t- can take a while. So we'll want to, from a drought standpoint, have a nice, wet, in my opinion, snowy, but wet nonetheless winter uh, uh, to, to, to kind of avoid any sort of lingering effects of drought as we move into spring. I see. I remember when Arizona recently went through its month-long heat wave, too, that, as we're experiencing here, temperatures at night were still very, very high. And so that'll be our experience as well, it sounds like. That's right. Yeah, those those high nighttime temperatures are are really problematic. A lot of the cooling centers just by 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 the way that it has to work shut down after five or six p.m. Which some of the folks who are housing insecure who have that that cooling center to lean on during the day may not have that at night. Uh, folks without air conditioning or need to take a break from air conditioning um, uh, are maybe unable to open their windows at night. Um, and so you know it, it, the delayed starts to gains later in the night. So having those high nighttime temperatures it, it really exacerbates uh, an ongoing heat wave. And, and in fact there. Are some studies that that suggest that the human health impacts, whether it be excess mortality uh, or whatever it may be, is actually maybe better related to these high nighttime temperatures, even more so than the high daytime temperatures. So when I look at seeing these heat waves coming in on the forecast maps, of course, I'm looking at the high temperatures, but it's those nighttime temperatures I'm paying attention to as well. Yeah, absolutely. On days like this, it's really important to just remember to change our behavior and stay safe. Is there anything that you'll be doing differently today and tomorrow, Trent? Yeah, I'm not going for a run. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm using this as an excuse. Uh, yeah, to to stay safe. No, really, just yeah. I, I just just uh, limiting outdoor exposure. So you know, if you typically bike to work, that's great. Maybe today is not the day to do that, or to make sure that you have enough water on you, or that you can stop by the coffee shop and take a break, or whatever you're doing. Uh, if you have an elderly neighbor or or relative or somewhere that you know maybe maybe susceptible, or maybe doing things that they maybe make them at a higher vulnerability to having an impact from this heat, just checking on them, calling them, texting them, seeing, make sure that they're doing what they need to do. And again, like I said, if you're in charge of people who are doing things outside, it, you know just making sure that, that, that you're giving them those breaks uh, to, to, uh, to, to just reduce any kind of impacts we have from this. Again, like you, like you kind of mentioned at the lead of that question, this is only a one- or two-day event. Uh, the high on Friday is forecast is 77, which will just feel downright awesome uh, yeah. there in Chicago. So we don't have to do this for all that long if we can, again, postpone and cancel things for just a few days to make it through. Uh, you know, if it saves somebody some pretty significant impacts, it's totally worth right. it. Say that just a little louder, Trent, for our executive producer, Dan Tucker, who is biking home today. <laughs> we tried to warn him. 
You know, I get good for good for him. I mean, he's getting his exercise. Hopefully, he's got lots of water. Of course, that's Illinois State climatologist Trent Ford. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Hey, thanks, Sasha.